Hello and welcome to Dear Listener, a show where we talk about anything and everything from parenting tips to our TikTok wild pocket money system to life lessons, travel experiences and budgeting. And on today's episode we chat to Christy Kamakis, my older sister, who will share her schooling experiences from failing U13 to being awarded the top student in one of her law papers at university, receiving constant awards at Waikato University while she studies law. Now she'll talk about her experience and how it differs significantly from our elder sister, Rebecca. Now, if you haven't listened to Rebecca's podcast, make sure you do it. She talks more about our general experience as a family being homeschooled, whereas Christy goes into more depth about the social aspect and her academic struggles and more. So let's get into it. All right, cool. So we're sitting here with Christy. Hello, hello. Hello. (laughs) So exciting to have you on here. So we're going to be talking about homeschooling and university and just the kind of your experience of it all um, and how it differs to Becky's pod, um, podcast that we talked about more of the general idea of homeschooling and what that was like and her transition into school. So we're going to talk about yours. Um, so yeah, first of all, just quickly introduce yourself and say, yeah, so what are you doing right now? Okay, so as Hannah said, my name is Christy. I am just come up into my fourth year of studying law, so mm-hmm. I will graduate with an LLB and a minor in HR. So what age were you when we started to get homeschooled? I think it was about nine when we started. So year four and you transitioned into homeschooling. Yeah. We are in Auckland. And so how did you find that, going from school to being homeschooled? Well, like Becky, I kind of had a bit of experience in school. So as Becky had said, there's a bit of novelty in the fact that you've got this change from being at school to at home. It was obviously sad to leave like my little friend group mm-hmm. at school, the primary school that we went to. But I think it was also exciting at the same time. There was a new adventure. We were moving and... It was exciting. Of, yeah, yeah it was, I it remember was just exciting. being excited. Yeah, yeah. Excited about the whole thing. And so overall, just summarise, so we're not going to touch on it too much, but summarise your thoughts about homeschooling and... I, I had good, good memories of it. Like you talked about in the last episode, we had homeschooling groups and netball, um, netball teams and volleyball teams. And we also did extracurricular, which was ballet and stuff. It was, it was quite an enjoyable way to go through and do your schooling, especially at that age. The good thing about homeschooling is that you get to have friends that are a couple of years older than mm. you, a couple of years younger than you. It's a really nice mix. That second to last year, I had friends who, our little friend group, they were a couple of years older. So a lot of them had gone off and was doing their university study mm. and stuff. So the group kind of dispersed dispersed Mm. so that was quite hard and you'd gone off to school so it was adjustment of having one less person Becky was at university Becky was at university so it it was just a lot of shift and it was in the middle of that year that I decided to I was like I think I would like to go and try and do year 13 Mm. at Bethlehem College like Becky did and I made that decision and I said yep let's yeah let's go for it what was your favorite homeschooling group activity that we did I did love the rainbows end. I just oh, thought that yeah. was quite fun. But then also another thing that wasn't fun, but it was kind of, but they did a waffle day. A waffle day. I think we did touch on it was 
basically they ambushed us. <laughs> Our parents. We had no idea. We had no idea. We thought we were going to eat waffles, but we arrived, and what they were actually meaning was that we did impromptu speeches, and it was essentially waffles, another name for obviously you know waffling on. Yeah. They did give us waffles at the end, but that was that was good, eh? And um, Rainbow Zen, for those that don't um, know it, Rainbow Zen is our one and only theme park in New Zealand. And yes. It was in Auckland, and we did a day trip there, yeah. which was very fun. And how did you find school? You went in year 13 at Bethlehem College. Mm-hmm. How did you find it? What was your experience like? My experience, there was, there was good and bad parts of it. I Because I went in at year 13, and I hadn't done NC, any NCEA work before that, I had to do the full 80 credits. So the way NCA works is that in level 2, which is equivalent to your year 12, you, I think you have your 80 credits, but then 20 of those credits mm-hmm. then roll over to your year 13 oh. year. See, so I didn't have those 20 credits, so I had to do the full 80. So I, rather than, I kind of went into school expecting, oh yes, it's going to be a fun year, I don't really have to focus on academics too much and all this, and my experience was quite different, where I did have to focus on my my school more and stuff because I wasn't used to the NCA system really. So the NCA system is very much designed for one personality type, for one type yeah. of person in, in mind, and it's very limiting. Mm. You know, so while I, me and Luke thrived, people like you maybe didn't because it was mm. just so limiting to you have to think this way and it wasn't allowing yeah. for that diversity. Yeah. of the different personalities and how people actually learn. Mm. That's the one thing that I really struggled with with school was that, yeah, you have some people that thrive and some people that don't, and it's yeah. and it's not actually to do with your academic standing. Um, it's literally to do with the schooling system and how corrupt it is, really, and how it's, it's just so biased towards mm. one personality. How did you find school academically? I struggled academically. It was one of those things that I wasn't used to. That So I was learning the NCA system as well as having to adjust to going into high school and stuff. So it was, it was a lot of effort to get the grades that I did. Rather than being able to have a fun experience, I had to really put in a lot of work. And sometimes that lot of work didn't actually pay off like I got it not achieved but that was the reality of just learning learning how the markers mark as well I think yes. when you come in at year 13 it's really difficult because you have no idea what they're looking for you yes. don't know the standards yeah and I think for people that aren't familiar with NCA NCA is our high school um grading system really it's mm. how we kind of progress some people have Cambridge NCA is our standard New Zealand curriculum mm. and essentially it starts off in, in year 11 12 and 13 and you have to get 80 credits to pass. And so you've got achieved merit and excellence. So you have to, some papers might be three credits. Some papers might be six credits. I think the most is six. Maybe yeah. very rarely would you get a seven or an eight. So you're constantly trying to get these credits to um, add up to 80. And 80 is when you pass. So unfortunately yeah. with Christy, though, is because she arrived in year 13, she had to start from zero whereas if you were at school in year 12 you had rollover credits of 20 credits Mm -hmm. that rolled over to help you which meant you only needed 60 credits so Christy had to start from from scratch from zero and had to work to get 80 which means pretty much passing everything and so when you started to not pass a few things that's when you struggled yeah despite the fact that I had some amazing teachers and there's really nice people in my class it was 
really hard to get used to the system and also get used to things like exams because mm. I'd never done exams for pen and paper, writing down mm. your answer. Just didn't quite pick it up in time to be able to get me through to the end. And there were some papers I did well on and that was that boosted my confidence. Yes, and like you got, got a, you got an excellence endorsement in Christian studies and you did well on some papers in sports science. and So that boosted my confidence. Like you actually became one of the exemplars for one of the excellence um one of the excellence internals for Christian studies. I'd forgotten about yeah. that. That's so cool. So isn't it funny how, like, you can go from... So unfortunately, you, you, did, you didn't pass the year. I didn't end up passing the year. It was just a little bit niggly with some of the externally assessed, which is like your exams, they require, I think it's writing credits. Mm. And so when you're doing internally assessed assessments, they don't always provide those writing credits. Mm. So you need to make up writing credits in order you need to be able to writing get... credits. You yes. need, like, maths credits. Yeah. And, you need, and this yeah. is for university entrance yeah so I didn't quite pass year 13 I was close and I was probably quite close to a merit endorsement but I just didn't quite pass Mm. and I just didn't quite get university but isn't that crazy though so you were close to a merit endorsement yet you still didn't pass so it's like all your credits were pretty much you know merits but there was a few that you just didn't achieve which meant that you brought your whole grade down yeah which is crazy. So that's just how, oh, yeah, I can't believe how crazy the whole system is. Yeah. And it, unfortunately, when you don't pass um, year 13, it gets a bit difficult to go into university because yes. you don't have UE, which yes. is the, your um, just university entrance yeah. credits. So how did you find going from, from school, not passing, how did you transition into university? Did you find it difficult? Because I had been thinking about law, but I just didn't know if I could commit to a four-year degree. Mm. And it turns out without with not getting university entrance, that wasn't an option. So I even tried to get into at a local polytech. There was a legal executive diploma. Mm. So I tried to get into that. But I remember getting the call. I was driving and picking up my brother. And I remember getting the call being like, hi, I'm really sorry. Because you don't have university entrance, you can't take this course because that's what was required. So I was, that was quite disappointing. I'd had it in the back of my mind, but there was just those roadblocks. Mm. So So how did you mitigate those? So what I did was I was like, okay, I will take a gap year. What instead I did was... I was like, okay, I need to get university entrance and sort of pass year 13. So what the cool thing I could do was that I could sign up for correspondence school. And while I did that as well, the local Kmart just started, Mm. um, just opened up the road from us. So I got a job there. And so I was at first able to work in the day and do my politic course in the evening. Do you do pretty much full time? So it I don't think it was quite full time, mm. but it was a more larger chunk of. Mm. So I was able to work and study, and it was a really nice way of kind of doing a bit of a gap year. Mm. And I remember building a bit of confidence as well. Yeah, and it really built confidence. And mm. someone said, if you're going to do a gap year, do it in the direction that you're wanting to go in. Mm. And I think this is it. And I found too that even though I had an idea about law, I wasn't certain. So. And I know there's lots of other people who have no idea after school what they want to do. So, But I found it really helpful to find something practical, something that can help. So where did you go after that? So where did you, what did you end up doing after that? 
So after I did the level two course, I ended up doing the level three, which was a step up. That wasn't a free course. It was a paid one. Um, I got a, my first scholarship for that. So that was quite exciting. And that's when I decided to, and I knew that I was able to sign up for my legal executive diploma. And so I started that in the next year. So yeah, talk us through legal executive. So the legal executive diploma, it was a really good one year diploma that went through the basic but it was more practical the thing is with law school was it's all quite theory based and law based whereas there's the practical side of law which the legal executive diploma covered so that year did you get your job at the the law firm or was it year after i got my job at the law firm after at the end of once i'd graduated and you also got an award at the um, yeah. legal executive. What was that? Yeah, so for the contract law paper, I got 100% in the paper, which was quite crazy. That's crazy. So, and it was, it was perfect paper. It was good. And it was a really nice boost of confidence. I did quite well all over in my papers. And talk us through getting your job at the, as a legal executive. Yeah, so I got this job as a legal executive, so as a legal executive, legal assistant, it was basically a lot of admin, but then slowly it was a really good way to kind of enter into the workforce, to learn about law firm. Getting a job in the law firm was a really good way to get into learning about how a firm works, the ins and outs, and there's something really important of being able to understand the career that you want to go into the career that I want to go into but also like the basics of how a firm works and so really appreciated that experience of and how long were you there for I was there for two years so two years full-time two years full-time so it was it was a good amount of time and I got to the point where I had to weigh up and go okay I have two choices here I either progress and work as a legal executive or I decide to go and do a law degree. After you had two years of working you decided that yes law law was going to be for you at 22 you decided to embark on the journey of getting a law degree. Yeah I was like okay there was a scholarship at the University of Waikato which I applied for that and I was like okay if I get the scholarship then this means this is what I need to do. I get the scholarship and I remember we were away on holiday and I get this email and I couldn't log into it until I got home from my computer. So I had to hold on to this information for the whole flight just to double check because the email was quite ambiguous. So I had to resign from my work and get ready to embark on my law studies. Very good. And how have you found it? So you're in your fourth year. Yeah. Run us through, you know, in summary, how you found being a law student and studying at Waikato University. So I started my law studies in 2020. It was, we started early March, and obviously everyone knows that was the year that all COVID things started, so I had about a month that I was at campus, or even like three weeks, and then we, it was all lockdown, and everyone at home, so it was that whole experience of starting my degree and working from home, and spending most of my degree actually working from, studying from home, I mean, is was not unfamiliar to me because I'd had the homeschooling experience. So I was really able to just pull from that and just work my own schedule and stuff. So that was, that's a part of uni anyway, but 
being able to work from home and being used to working from home, I was quite glad to have that homeschooling experience to draw upon. So how have you gone academically? You've received multiple scholarships as well. Yeah, so second year I got a scholarship and it it's always nice to have that boost of confidence mm. to have a scholarship or to have a good grade or something like this. Things. And it's a little bit like with school where with university you've got to learn what professor, lecturer or whoever your marker, what they want from the mm. assessment. Mm-hmm. Been quite a journey from going from school to building my confidence back up to university and getting to a place where I would have never thought that I would be studying a Mm. degree like a law degree and you've already done two diplomas as well three diplomas a diploma yeah a couple of certificates so like the extra studies just built on built on it and I remember someone talking to me like have you ever considered doing a law degree and it just freaked me out mm. and because Laura you know when you talk about law degree it's like oh it's like literally one of the hardest degrees and, so and when people really well. say, and when people say what are you studying and I'm like oh law they're like oh wow and yeah sometimes I just kind of think oh it's I just think, a degree you know I think it's... your personality is very much suited towards law and so you you do think in the way that they want you to think as well which I think you've has been really mm. good um in terms of how you've been able to progress throughout this degree and so what would be your biggest advice for someone that may be listening to this and they're struggling at school or they may think oh you know I'm not doing well and 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 school and the schooling system you know what would your advice be find something and stick at it I can't tell you how many times I was going through my law degree I thought oh I don't know if this is for me and I'm having doubts and that's a part of the journey. Mm. I think I've learned that's just because something's hard doesn't mean it's the wrong thing. Sometimes it's just a slight pivot. I remember reading a book where someone said, sometimes your pivot just needs to be one degree different and that mm. can change everything. Yes. So don't disregard a pathway or journey that you're going on just because you're having doubts. It might just need a slight change, maybe in the way you approach it, in school or you're not quite sure what to do in terms of university I would say pick something that you'll really get to gain the benefit from and that will help you in any career like I really appreciated having the basics of learning how to fan paper Mm. little skills that I've been able to bring into every job and it doesn't have to be the way that I did it the way that you did it with going and doing an OE, that's that's fine too. It all builds on your experience. But I think just be intentional with, with your, your pathway yeah. and how you go about it. So if you guys are struggling with le- thinking about what you're going to do next year, what you're going to do in the future, just remember to hang in there. And um, like what Christy said before, which I really loved, is that if you are wanting to a gap year, try and be intentional with it. You know, be intentional with what you choose. Do a gap year where you know you can work in customer service or retail where you're actually really going to build your confidence if you struggle with confidence then do that I was chatting to my friend last night and she said that her gap year was working at a cafe and that really helped her because it meant that she went from being someone that maybe struggled with talking to people to being able to be super confident Mm. so I think that is really cool to make sure you're intentional with what you do but thank you so much for um for being on the podcast that was was very very good Uh, I think you've got a wealth of, of knowledge to share to so many people and you're very encouraging and inspiring. I think going from 
um, you know, from homeschooling to school and then now nearly finished your law degree and then yeah. you're in your final semester coming up this year, which is crazy, or, well, second to last yeah. semester. And then you've also got plans for this year. What, what are they? Well, I thought because I've had pretty much a degree from home I thought why not try and do an exchange so all goes well I'll be heading off to the states for my final semester that's so, so that's something to look forward to and to end my degree with with a bang like, with a bang <laughs> yeah no that's very exciting so hopefully all the visa process and everything go through and mm-hmm. then um you'll be on your way to to America. How exciting. Well, very good. And thank you guys so much for listening. Um, We'll be chatting to Luke sometime soon, and he'll be talking about his experience of actually heading to school from year seven onwards, um, the longest out of all of us actually going Mm -hmm. to school. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk shortly.